The time is 9 o'clock, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM. Hello, and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Wednesday, November 15th. On today's show... I'm torn because... I, I see you see the comments and you see everyone's having pressures on policing right now all across the country. Council voted against staff recommendations on Tuesday night and increased the number of RCMP officers allotted to Tanchamar for 2024 to 14, even though there's little chance that the positions will be filled before the year is out. We'll hear more about that coming up shortly, but first, some more news coming out of last night's council meeting. In a 5-4 to four vote on Tuesday night, Council turned down a $3,200 funding request, which would have seen about 20 new Corsi Rosenthal indoor air filtration boxes built for the region's nonprofit organizations. The $3,200 would have also gone towards refurbishing about 10 to 15 of the existing boxes in town, which are located in church halls and other community spaces, such as the Sackville Visitor Information Center. Funding for the project was recommended by Renaissance Sackville, which has a $25,000 budget from the town, which it uses to support a wide variety of community development projects. But each project it recommends must then be approved by town council. This is the first Renaissance Sackville project that's been rejected by town council in at least three years. Corsi Rosenthal boxes are do-it-yourself air filtration units, according to project organizer Dave Thomas. They're constructed from a standard box fan, four MERV-13 furnace filters, and some cardboard and duct tape. The boxes are a lower-cost alternative to portable HEPA filters. Councillors Bruce Finney, Josh Gauguin, Matt Estabrooks, Debbie Wiggins-Colwell, and Barry Hicks all voted against the motion, with Mayor Andrew Black Councillors Mike Tower and Allison Butcher and Deputy Mayor Greg Martin voting in favour. The Village Centre of Dorchester is going to see some changes in the coming years if plans passed as part of Tanchamar's Budget 2024 recommendations last night come to fruition. At their meeting last night, Council approved a staff recommendation to spend about $25,000 cleaning up the mould problem in the old Village office building that sits right at the Village Centre. Staff will then look into moving the Dorchester Public Library from a rented space into the town-owned building. The town has also budgeted to begin design of a new fire hall for Dorchester, which could be built by 2026. The fire hall will include some space that could be used as a municipal office. Local Councillor Debbie Wiggins-Colwell said she was pleased with the plan and hopes to see a municipal office open to serve area residents. Now with the, the library going over there, I think that's an excellent idea to move our libraries there. As long as when the new fire station is built, that we have uh, administration building office within that new facility that will house and help serve our community, which that's been very important to have our, our village office open just for social, you know, bill playing and... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying like in, in two years' time when the mm-hmm. planned fire hall opens, you're hoping what was mentioned tonight was like have an like office have but not necessarily staff? That's it. But you were saying you'd like to see some yes. staff there on a regular basis. That's right. Correct. Is, do you envision like full-time? Like what, what, what's, what's your my, idea? Well, of course, my, the, the, the most important would be full-time. But if, even if it was a half a day, five days a week, very, very much needed. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. Um, and now, in terms of square footage, where the library is now versus the the old municipal office, the former municipal office, mm-hmm. is that comparable? Like, do you think that's yes. that that will be yes. a like a good enough building that, to accommodate a library? Yes, it is. I think it, we have the footage there. There has to be some walls, like we've had offices and and things there. But once that's opened up, I think we have have ample room for the library to be able to go there. So. That's Tanchamar Councillor Debbie Wiggins-Colwell speaking to CHMA after last night's council meeting. There was, a one point, there was $1.5 million allotted in the 2024 budget to go towards rehabilitating the former Dorchester Village office, which has been closed since February due to mold, and for the design of a new fire hall for the Dorchester Fire Department. Debbie Wiggins-Colwell had to leave last night's meeting for one council motion that directly involved her. Here's fellow councillor Allison Butcher reading the motion into the record. I move the council has determined that councillor Debbie Wiggins Caldwell has breached bylaw number 2022-02, a code of conduct bylaw for the Council of Tanchmar, being in violation of the following sections. Section 3.A2, representing Tanchmar. Section 3.C1, respecting the decision-making process. Section 3.D, adherence to policies, procedures, and bylaws. Section 3.E2, respectful interactions with councillors, staff, the public, and other members of society. Section 3.H, improper use of influence. Section 3.H1, improper use of influence. Section 3.I1, Use of Municipal Assets and Services, and impose that Councillor Debbie Wiggins-Colwell attend training to better understand her roles and responsibilities as an elected official, including effective communication and teamwork. That's Councillor Allison Butcher reading a long list of code of conduct infractions against Councillor Debbie Wiggins-Colwell. No further information about the complaints against Wiggins-Colwell were shared. The motion passed with just Councillor Bruce Finney commenting on it. Finney, who has been the subject of code of conduct censures by his colleagues in the past, said he would vote in favour of the motion, but only because Wiggins-Colwell had told him she would like to do the training involved. Here's Wiggins-Colwell speaking with CHMA after the meeting. I have to ask about the motion at the very end of the meeting tonight. Um, Some censure for you under the code of conduct do you have some comment that you want to share about about that? Just just glad it's all over. Now we can all move on and, and uh, make Tantamar a better place. Okay. I mean, is there anything you can share about what, what the subject of the of the issue was? I'd rather, no, just that it's over and, and we got to move forward. Now on to today's main story. Tanchamar Council is opting to spend another $170,000 a year in order to hire one more RCMP officer to help patrol the Tanchamar municipality. Councillors voted last night to amend a staff motion to hire three additional officers, instead bumping it to four more officers for a new Tanchamar municipal complement. The current number of officers allotted to the former town of Sackville is 10, and the rest of the municipality is covered under a provincial agreement. Since 2022, the geographic size of the new municipality is nearly 10 times the size of the former town, and the population has increased by nearly 3,000 people. The recommendation for 13 officers was based on an analysis from the RCMP themselves, based on increases in population and geographic area caused by amalgamation, as well as current workload. 
Representatives from the New Brunswick RCMP joined the meeting on Tuesday via teleconference. Stacy Barrett is the manager of business intelligence for J Division and explained the cop-to-pop number, one way to measure police intensity in a region. Cop-to-pop was one of the main methodologies that we used. So it's how many police officers per 1,000 population. Uh, Tantramar currently is sitting at about a 1.1. We looked to see how many regular members it would take to get to 1.2 and 1.5, which 1.5 is where we're striving for as a province. Um, So the calculations were done. For Tantramar, you're currently at 10 to get to 1 point, or yes, sorry, 1.2 cop to pop, it would be 11, so an increase of 1. And to get to 1.5, it would be 14, so an increase of 4. Although the current cop to pop for Tantramar is 1.1, that calculation uses the new population of the municipality and the number of officers contracted for the former town. In the former town, the cop-to-pop was much higher, sitting around 1.64. But the Sackville detachment is made up of more than just officers under municipal contract. There's also a complement funded by the PPSA, Provincial Police Services Agreement. Contributions to the PPSA is how the former village of Dorchester and local service districts helped pay for policing. Currently, there's 23 officers in total working out of the Sackville detachment, even though only 8.5 full-time positions are technically filled under the town's municipal agreement. Treasurer Michael Beale told councillors that the last bill from the RCMP was for less than eight officers due to vacancies. Considering those vacancies, uh, the chances of filling four new positions in the detachment in 2024 was discussed a few times on Tuesday night. Dan Austin is the district commander for the Southeast District RCMP. He answered a question from Councillor Michael Tower about the potential for filling four new spots on the force. I guess the the short answer is if the funding was put in place, the position created, it would depend on the availability to fill that uh, with a member from um, either existing within the division or having, say, a cadet come in. So it would depend on the manpower availability. And to be right up in front, right up in front with council, um, we are still having challenges in uh, getting our cadets into uh, depot in Regina. The situation is improving, and you know every day it's getting a little easier. But we're not quite to where we were before the pandemic, with the numbers going through. But I'd be confident to say that if uh, council supported the initiative. Um, we would do our, our utmost to, to make sure those were staffed in a timely manner, given the, the current situation with the intake of cadets or availability of current members within the RCMP to fill those positions. Austin also told Council that while the contracts determine how many officers are in the detachment, the officers don't take calls according to MPSA or PPSA compliments, but rather share the workload. The RCMP has also told Michael Beal they will not reduce the number of PPSA officers while increasing the Tantramar complement. Rather, the new officers added will represent truly new positions at the detachment. Treasurer Michael Beal urged Council to accept the RCMP recommendation for a 13-officer complement for Tantramar, noting that the increase of another position would mean possibly overspending on the budget if the RCMP were actually able to hire a 14th officer. Beale suggested Council wait to consider the issue for the 2025 budget. Now, 13 is what is included in the budget. 
So I know there's been some conversations here uh, talking about 14. Um, so if 14 was the number that would result in an up, potentially up to another 170,000 uh, in, in expenses for Tanchmar. Um, one cent on the tax rate for all of Tanchmar is approximately 111,000. Uh, so just do some quick math, it's about a cent and a half difference. Now, it's more than financial. Um, there's also the, 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 the issue that as we've discussed and has been presented in, uh, in my council reports in the past, RCMP are not at full complement for, for 10 at this stage. Um, the last bill was right around eight. Uh, it was actually less than eight. Um, so even to get to 13, uh, will be will be a challenge. You heard that tonight. Um, so 13 is what is in the budget. We can look at that again in future years. Uh, therefore, my recommendation would be that we move to 13. We give the RCMP time to fill those 13. If they have filled those 13 and still find they cannot undertake the services that they need to provide uh, to Tanchmar, we could look at that again in a few in a future budget year. Councillor Matt Estabrooks, along with most of Council, ultimately disagreed with that strategy, opting to budget now for a 14-member complement. Here's his pitch to Council last night. I know the RCMP are the experts at, at, uh, at determining how many officers we need, uh, but at 1.4 and them not including student numbers, I do know how much they're involved at Mount Allison. They did say they did take that into effect, but we have a lot of landmass, um, and students do put a, a, a drain on our services here. Um, not not a drain, but they use this, the provided services. Um, so I'm just wondering if council would have an appetite to increasing that to 14, knowing there's extra costs and potentially being able to, you know, absorb that somewhere else, maybe not paving as much of a street or, or uh, without raising taxes or maybe even with raising taxes. But I wanted to see what the appetite council was for an increase. So I would maybe propose to amend it to 14 and see if that goes. Most councillors didn't speak to their position on Estabrook's motion, though some expressed the difficulty of the decision. Here's councillor Josh Gauguin. I'm torn because I, I see you see the comments and you see everyone's having pressures on policing right now all across the country. And I, while I agree that adding an extra police officer in the contract might help, but it's just will it actually get fulfilled? That's my big concern. So if we're taking that and putting that money away for something, and then Mr. Beal said that something else would need to get cut. So if we're cutting, you know, a recreational service or a street that badly needs to be paved, like you almost need to balance it. In the end, Gauguin and most of his fellow councillors voted to add the extra police officer to the contract for 2024 with Councillor Allison Butcher, the lone NAVOD. That's it for Tanchamar Report for Wednesday, November 15th. In light of the continuing Facebook ban on Canadian news outlets, help us spread the word about CHMA's work by sharing stories via email or just telling your friends and neighbours to check out CHMA at 106.9 FM or chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Billy from Love Language, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM. And now the weather. Today, clearing earlier this morning, wind up to 15 kilometers an hour, 
high plus 1, wind chill minus 13 earlier this morning, UV index or 1. Tonight, increasing cloudiness early this evening, 30% chance of drizzle before morning, wind up to 15 kilometers an hour, low minus 2, with temperature rising to plus 2 by morning, wind chill minus 7 this evening. Tomorrow, Thursday, mainly cloudy with 30% chance of drizzle early in the morning. Clearing in the morning, wind becoming northwest 20 km an hour, gusting to 40 late in the morning, high of 8, UV index 1 or low. Tomorrow night, cloudy periods, low minus 2. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, high of 6. Friday night, periods of rain, low of 10. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of The Late Morning Show here on CHMA. You just heard from Erica with the Tantramar Report and Anver with the Top of the Hour Weather. I'm your late morning host, JC, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, broadcasting live to all of you beautiful people from the third floor of the Wallace McCain Student Center. The time is 9.17, and what a perfect time it is to start some local announcements, and my goodness, is there a lot of awesome stuff going on this week. So, the main things, and the main things I'll talk about right now, are the Border Town Festival and Moonlight Madness. So, the Border Town Festival is taking place between Friday and Sunday, all throughout the Tantramar region. Bordertown is a sample of Tantramar's many festivals, art galleries, local businesses, and restaurants. And the main focus of the festival is about crossing the lines that categorize our community, working together, and celebrating all that our community has to offer. All right, and I'll get a bit into what the Border Town Festival is going to entail. The first one being Moonlight Madness, which is this Friday. Um, starting in the morning, stretching into Friday evening, you can embrace the holiday spirit and support local businesses at this annual event. Come to downtown Sackville to enjoy extended hours from local businesses and sidewalks filled with local community groups, fundraisers, vendors, and lots of hot chocolate. That's the most important thing. Lots of hot chocolate. And I could be mistaken, but I believe it is usually free hot chocolate as well, which is awesome. Hot chocolate's great to begin with, but you add free in there and and I am there. Also, don't forget to mark your calendars for Moonlight Madness uh, Part 2, Edition 2, happening on December 8th. Now... For the rest of the Border Town Festival, there is also the annual tree lighting ceremony happening uh, in Bill Johnstone Memorial Park, and that is at 5.30. Uh, now, it's great. Go grab the kids, grab your loved ones, grab your friends. Go on down on Friday at 5.30 and check out the tree being lit. And then, from 6 to 9, you have the main Moonlight Madness festivities going on downtown. 
Um, and and we at CHMA will also be there. I, I think everybody's going to be there. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, so if you see our table and you see me, come come stop by and and say hi. And let's talk about radio. Let's talk about anything else. The holidays. I love the holidays. Always always prepared to talk about that. Um, yeah. There's also, and this is exciting, a Sackville Farmers Market evening holiday artisan market which is happening on Friday as well from 6 to 9. And that is in the general farmer's market area that they have for the winter. I believe um, the old cookie cutter bakery is where it is located. All right, on to Saturday. So Saturday for the Boardtown Festival, there is the Heart and Pocket Review which is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Sackville Curling Club. So you can discover unique handmade wares from regional and national artists at this independent market. Uh, It's also a perfect opportunity, as is Moonlight Madness, for holiday shopping and supporting local artistry. Uh, Later on in the evening, there's also Roxy and the Buzz Band happening at the Sackville Legion, and it is starting at 8 p.m. and goes to about midnight uh, and if you don't know where the Sackville Legion is, that is 15 Lorne Street. But basically, Roxy and the Buzz Band is classic rock and country hits from the 70s, 80s, and beyond. And this band will keep you grooving the whole night long. It is great that it's on a Saturday in that case. So then you have the Sunday to recuperate if you're if you're grooving all through the night. Um, yeah, that's about it for now for the, for the Border Town Festival and Moonlight Madness. I will... I will find some more updates in between our little music break coming up. So now back to the music. Uh, I have an artist named Mustafa. And Mustafa is a Sudanese and Canadian poet, singer-songwriter, and filmmaker. If you're interested in songwriting and, and you're a big fan of pop songs, I would also check out Mustafa's uh, Wikipedia page as when I was I was checking it out just out of general curiosity it's he has done a lot of uh, of I, I guess I would say the the billboard charts songs like done a lot of writing for them uh, which is quite impressive seems seems like a very impressive dude but uh, this song is also quite great he's uh, expanding into making the music for himself as well so This is Mustafa with Name of God. Both our eyes are red, but you're high and I'm crying. You're trying to forget, but it hits me every time. You breathe next to me, your right hand holds your left sleeve. Turning our heads gently Cause when it ends we fight And in that warm winter I withered I just wanna get better I'll be what you like And every little of fire You read me when I'm tired Makes me wanna cry My only life you hold And when 
<laughs> Wings, the Women's International News Gathering Service, is an all-woman independent radio production company that produces and distributes news and current affairs programs by and about women around the world. Wings airs every Wednesday at 10 a.m., so be sure to stay tuned into CHMA 106.9 FM, the voice of the marshes.
smile. 